I'm Robin Amler, and I'm joined by Rob Cool, Vice President of Cloud Technologies for IPC. Rob, we're talking about what's been impacting on fintech, and obviously, and I've spoken with many people about this, there's the pandemic, but there is, if you're looking at it from a UK perspective, something else that has kind of almost got lost in the wash now, and that's Brexit, because the pandemic has grabbed all the headlines. What's been the impact that you can see so far of Brexit on the fintech sector? Prior to the pandemic, we were getting a lot of customer requests for diversity to enable them to be more globally available on the back of Brexit. So customers were planning to make sure that their businesses were not impacted by any implications of Brexit. But to your point, it was very quickly uh, superseded by the pandemic. And from an IPC perspective, the requirements of our customers to support Brexit diversity was very much similar to the request that we had to from our customers to support resiliency for COVID. So where we had an instant uh, turn on for BCP and uh, resiliency perspective for IPC customers to enable their workforce and their traders were still able to communicate by enabling to have remote working, it was very similar to the Brexit. So we had a lot of customer requests to say, my current infrastructure is London-based with a BCP site in potentially Frankfurt or Paris, where in actual fact, they then needed to, from a Brexit perspective, ensure that there was better resiliency and connectivity to other parts within mainland Europe. And same with COVID. From a COVID perspective, we all of a sudden had our entire, oh sorry, the customers had their entire workforce, front office, having to work from home, which meant resiliency and diversity with regards to voice trading from a turret perspective, remote access. So the the requirements from our customer base were very much aligned. And from an IPC perspective, we were able to support our customers in a very dynamic fashion. A lot of the requirements were sort of being built up as uh, the, the pandemic was being implemented. So there was gradual phases of lockdown. Customers, Some customers went to a complete lockdown and forced their workforce home overnight. Other customers let some workforce stay in the office. So there had to be a sharing of lines and services between front and back office users or on-site and remote workers from a shift pattern perspective. So IPC viewed the impact of Brexit and COVID as a similar customer requirement. How has that actually panned out in practice? What is it that fintechs are doing now by way of collaboration that maybe they weren't doing before? From a fintech perspective, the points to highlight is Brexit meant customers had to think differently about their their voice estate, their communications estate, and how they ensured their workforce were able to to focus. But from a fintech perspective, it gave the industry a different angle on how fintech can support these new requirements. There was a lot more collaboration going on within the fintech market, A, to support Brexit, but I think that really ramped up on the back of COVID. There's a lot more fintech collaboration where people aren't trying to do it all themselves, as in there's an application, a new application um, that needs to go to market. Instead of trying to build out that delivery platform themselves, they're collaborating with other partners in the fintech estate to actually work out the best go-to-market strategy from a global and from a, a resiliency perspective. The way that we've seen that within IPC and the engagements we have from our partners, using R3 as, as an example, is that R3 is a, a blockchain provider who have a new technology they want to launch into multiple different industries, but we partner with them specifically for financial markets as IPC focus on financial markets. And the people that we're working on for R3 projects are collaborating together. So you've got the blockchain technology, which is R3, then collaborating with an infrastructure automation service provider, with a, an identity token management service provider. But they're all fintechs 
collaborating together to solve one problem, which is specifically around delivering an application to the, the customer base. Let's talk about some of the things that have been given a bit of an extra push. Obviously, I would assume that something like the cloud or software as a service has come into much sharper focus as a result of both Brexit and the pandemic. Yes, and specifically on an IPC side, the pandemic drove software as a service on our Unigy, our turret estate platform, in a much more quicker fashion. So we had an existing extensive customer base using our Unigy platform, but that had to flip to a a SaaS model from a, a deployment perspective. So even though the pandemic meant that front office users had to work remotely, customers were still planning their migration projects. And having an ability to deploy a SaaS turret platform on our Unigy allowed them to continue with their projects and also give their customers diversity. But from from an industry perspective, SaaS is definitely the way forward. Cloud adoption was gaining a lot more traction before the pandemic hit. But the pandemic has meant that customers have to go to the cloud a lot quicker. So there was a lot of data centerless projects that tier ones were doing to collapse all of their infrastructure that cost them money into a cloud-based model. So instead of investing on CapEx, going more to an OpEx subscription model was a lot more appealing to our customer base. So we have seen prior to the pandemic, a gradual adoption of cloud and SaaS platform as a service, infrastructure as a service. But the pandemic has meant that customers are able to turn on new technologies, new products and services in a SaaS model in a a much more quicker fashion. Has there been any business lost because of these things? Or has it been a result of, no, we can do it this way, we can do it better, we can do it differently? No, if I'm aware of any lost business, I think some of the fintechs that were in the middle of a go-to-market strategy when the pandemic hit were probably delayed. A lot of the partners that we are working with from an IPC perspective that are still launching their product are just delayed slightly with regards to the customer adoption. If you were a fintech deploying your products to the market and you were in the middle of a, a project, everything just got put on hold between three to six months at the start of the lockdowns globally. I don't think I'm not aware of any businesses in the fintech space specifically going out of business because of of the pandemic or because of Brexit. I think, if anything, it's given them a different vision and perspective on how to deliver their services into the market. It's all about agility, isn't it? We're talking about an agile sector. Uh, Agility, scalability and flexibility are, I suppose, the, the key buzzwords with regards to fintech. And in terms of that agility, has it been the case that we've seen forced development because of the restrictions of Brexit and the pandemic? Yes. Once lockdown stabilised and customers and, and application providers were able to look at their product strategy on the back of feedback from customers on, on the pandemic, the ability to increase their development was was key. I mean, there's a lot of projects that have kicked off uh, from an IPC perspective in the last six to nine months because there was stability after about six months with regards to business workflows to support in the trading environment. I mean, the markets haven't crashed. FinTech's been supporting it. Applications and trading is still continued. So it might have been slightly delayed or it might have been slightly impacted, but there's not been any crashes. The markets have sustained through the, the, the pandemic. And what we found in the last six to nine months is there's a lot more projects kicking off. There's some very interesting projects kicking off around the FinTech space where people have been able to focus on addressing a universal issue by partnering together. So as well as IPC supporting application providers, when we go through these project discussions, we join a call with the application provider, and then we find out that they've outsourced. And that's another key trend that we're starting to see from an IPC perspective, is people are outsourcing rather than trying to build it themselves. 
So if there's infrastructure that needs to be done, if there's outsourcing for development, there's a lot more being invested into the development to, to support a scalable, flexible, agile platform being deployed out into fintechs. A year ago, people were telling me it's all going to come to a shuddering halt. Nobody's going to be able to raise any money. Markets are going to come to a crunch. Projects are going to be cancelled. And what I'm hearing from you is kind of the opposite of that. In the, the last six to nine months, yes, definitely a trend to see where there's projects. Initially, at the start of lockdown, I think there was a, a cautious perception that this would impact financial markets in a detrimental fashion and projects would be frozen for the foreseeable future. But when a level of stability came back in and people were able to trade, it definitely gave them focus on projects and the ability to to scale up newer technologies from a SaaS perspective, allowed customers to carry on with new implementations and, and looking into new projects around new technologies. I suppose the one thing we should congratulate both the financial services sector and indeed the financial technology sector on is the fact that business has carried on. Nobody was unable to get to their money. Nobody was unable to work in the markets. It all survived. It all came together. There were workarounds. There were work-throughs. Yes, very much so. And and the fact that most participants in financial markets had a BCP plan of some description meant that when lockdown was invoked, there was a level of sustainability with their trading. It might not have been a a, a COVID-type BCP plan that they had in place, but they were still able to trigger a BCP plan that meant some front office, middle office and back office users were able to continue and support the business from a trading perspective. And then I think the flexibility and the focus that customers put into adopting newer technologies to support their new trading environment to make sure that they continue to work through a lockdown allowed the the markets to, to keep that stable trend. All right, let's round up by looking at your business. You've been telling us about how busy you've been in the last six to nine months. What's the outlook like for the next 12 Oh, the focus from an IPC perspective is very much, to your point earlier, around software as a service. The key strategy from an IPC perspective is, is to continue with our API first strategy. We've got partnerships with OpenFin. We've got partnerships with other technology providers, which allows IPC products and services to be consumed in a much more SaaS fashion. So where historically customers would come to us by a, a turret platform or consume network services, Now IPC's vision is to actually deliver that as a single unified offering. So customers come up to us, they can consume a turret, whether it's a physical turret, whether it's a soft turret, whether it's a mobile device, and whether that's the information that's from those devices is delivered through an IPC interface, or whether it's delivered through a partner application through the OpenFin platform, gives our customers a much bigger spectrum of consuming and working with IPC products and services. So the vision from IPC is to continue with our portal strategy, which allows customers to see into the IPC ecosystem, consume products from a self-service perspective, and also make sure that we're able to deploy our Unigy and our Connexus products in a much more quicker fashion, as in being able to log into the portal, I'd like this service today, and they'll be able to turn it up within a, a matter of minutes. Thank you very much, Rob Cool of IPC.